Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I made the train Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And on this episode, is we're going back in the archives because I wanted to share with you some of my favorites. This one is with David Diggs. Um, David got national fame when he was in Hamilton, but he's also a rapper. He's part of Clipping. Um, you should check out his band. And now he is a huge television and movie star. Um, he's in a film tour de pharmacy on HBO. And he's also going to be doing something with Rafael Casal, uh, a new movie coming out there. And he's also been directing. So he's amazing. This is such a fun episode. And we actually recorded two. So if you are into David Diggs, which I hope you should be, will be, um, you should check out our other interview, which was a one-on-one recorded at the Writers Guild. And I'm also going to plug Lee Fields, um, who he references, because Lee Fields um, is such a wonderful, wonderful human being, and I was so privileged to have him on the show. Without further ado, here's my interview with David Dix. Before you became a, a massive star in Hamilton, you were um, substitute teaching? I was. I did some of that. <laughs> so what, because I, I know it was while you were rapping and while you were acting and, and hustling, but I just don't understand how you thought substitute teaching would be a good way to, to pay the bills. <laughs> uh, well, it's, so I love teaching. I have also been teaching not as a substitute for a long time. Um, and it, it's something that I had always done, but like, I, you know, I was, I had just finished college. Brown. Um, Brown. I went That's to Brown okay. University, which is, sorry, sorry, Wesleyan folks. <laughs> I went to Brown. And, uh, uh, but I, I was broke as shit. I finished Brown and went, moved back to Oakland, California. And I was, I was, yeah. See, that's some real spirit. That's for real. Um, (laughs) And I was broke as shit, and I needed a thing. I had, you know, no skills, because I went to Brown, and I needed a thing. (laughs) I needed a thing that I could do. And I could, I could, I passed that C-Best. The test you need to pass to become a substitute teacher in the state of California is the most embarrassing. The fact that you have to go somewhere to take this test is really demeaning. Uh, so where, I, where do they teach it? Because I remember when I, ha- I had to go get a driving test because I um, had a few too many tickets. And um, <laughs> it, was, it was a comedian who taught it. And if you didn't laugh at his jokes, you wouldn't get your form signed. I went to comedy pizza traffic school as well. Uh, <laughs> so corrupt. It was neither funny nor was there no, it's, pizza. Was it, so long, I was, was it long form or short yeah. form? <laughs> long. It was long. It was for sure long form. What was on the substitute teaching exam? Oh, man. I mean, if you you're, you had to know math up to, like, what a fraction was. If you could pretty much, like, if you, if you had ever seen a fraction before, you could pass this, uh, you could pass this exam. Three quarters of the people missed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and before that, I know you worked at, at Pier 1. Oh, man. <laughs> She does her research. Yeah, that's Katie crazy. does her research. You had to I tape did. your pants because you, you refused I, yeah, well, to buy yeah, to new be fair, khakis I, I when like your pants won't. So I worked at Pier 1 Imports when I was 15 years old, right? This is like my first uh, job. Yeah. 
Yeah, fuck that place. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I am still... I. <laughs> This is true. Fuck Pier 1 Imports. If you're filming, fuck Pier 1 Imports. <laughs> fuck Pier 1 so Imports. Unless you I want to sponsor gangster. the podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I just killed your sponsorship. Yeah. But I... I uh, <laughs> They, I've literally never set foot in one since I was 15 years old because they all smell the same and I get physically ill when I walk by them. Uh, they all have that same shitty potpourri that they sell. And uh, like, my fucking, I, I was like, so right, and I'm like 15, like I deserve better than this, fuck you. Uh, but like, I used to show up at five in the morning and this is, I'm, I had just started making rap songs and me and my friends are like making an album all night. So I go into our, our studio, which is my homie's closet all night. And I, I, uh, uh, we record music until like four in the morning and then five in the morning, I have to show up at work at 5.15 to unload trucks at Pier 1 Imports. And the only other person on staff is a pregnant woman. So, so I unloaded the trucks by myself. Uh, <laughs> And while the manager like sat inside and pretended to do things on a computer and the pregnant woman sat down because I wouldn't let her take shit out, she was pregnant. Uh, and then, so that's my job until the store opens and I'm supposed to be nice to people. Uh, with, <laughs> but uh, I couldn't, I wasn't good uh, with a cash register. Or, so inter pretty, or interpersonal skills. Or interpersonal skills. I was pretty, and I was tired, and I was pretty slow. You're 15. I was 15. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> so they basically, say. basically, they, the end result is they like sat me in the back in the dark for like nine hours a day, unwrapping individually wrapped wooden fish. Like <laughs> that was essentially my job, nine hours a day, every day. At my lunch break, my lunch break was 40 minutes, and I would walk as far away as I could for 20 minutes, and then. <laughs> And then turn around. I was like, "That's my shit." Uh, so yeah, fuck that place. Thanks for bringing that up, though. No, <laughs> but now I understand why you didn't upgrade and get better khakis. That you just taped your khakis. I know. Yeah, I couldn't. I had to buy my only pair of khakis to work there. You had to wear khakis, and I wasn't gonna buy two. And eventually, they had holes in them because they had me on my knees unwrapping fish all day. And uh, and the, the store manager was like, you can't wear those khakis with holes in them on the floor. So I would take register tape and tape them, like tie it around the holes. <laughs> and be like, are you happy now? That's why they kept me in the back. So uh, I, got the, I had the privilege of seeing Hamilton, which made me laugh and cry. But I feel like it's groundbreaking on so many levels. I, I mean, I still don't understand how Lynn read a $600, $600, 600 page book yeah. it's not $600 about Alexander Hamilton and thought that would be a, a um, musical and so yeah, that's phenomenal and learning about history and the one founding father that never got his due and then you have such a diverse cast yeah it's a, I mean it's it's um, it's great it's great uh, it was great to do it here right the public theater is kind of the best place in New York um, so that was like and to get to develop a play here a lot of plays get developed outside of New York and try to work their way in so Hamilton got to be, it's, a, it's really in part a love story to New York, so to get to develop it in New York I think was really important to Lynn and Tommy and the whole crew and getting to do it here at essentially the best theater and a theater that like really stands for the kind of hustle and struggle that Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton was all about. That was great. Has anyone here seen Hamilton? Um, Everyone else get your tickets now. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get your, how did you get the part? <laughs> How did was, you get to play Lafayette and Jefferson? I was doing a, um, a Freestyle Love Supreme show in, uh, we were, 
We were performing at the Super Bowl when it was in New Orleans. So we were like on Sports Nation, um, on Sports Center, sort of live freestyling about sports celebrities. It was, uh, that was my audition. It was, uh, no, it was a crazy, like weird week that was really stressful. Um, but I did a lot of rapping, you know, and that was the first time me and Tommy had really worked together. Tommy Keo, who's the Tommy director. Tommy was the director, um, who also directs Freestyle of Supreme. Um, and he, after that, he sort of said, you know, Lynn's got this new thing, and it's a rap musical about Alexander Hamilton. I was like, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> that sounds, this would be a good way to kill a few days. Um, and so a few months later, he sent me the script, and it was just the most brilliant thing. I mean, it was so, you know. Um, it's, um, I never have cried and laughed yeah. in, in a, a musical production, yeah. And all of it is so, I mean, like, when you're, when you're a person who does, who's, like, versed in hip-hop and also is an actor, you get, you get sent a lot of things that try to combine those two of those, and those two things, and something always suffers greatly. Right, so like either the rapping is just like laughable, or or it's not a very good play. And here was this thing that was just had everything, and Lynn is so talented and and um, so smart, and everything felt natural and honest and and awesome. And so we we worked on it for five days up at Vassar, and I just <laughs> turned to Tommy and was I was like, "Can you just call me first? I know there's like a million other people you should cast in this part, but like just call me. Let me see if I'm available. Like if you're gonna do a, re just call me. Just you have my phone number. You just call me. I was basically like begging to do it. Um, I was like, I'll cancel my plans. I'll let me just let me substitute teaching. Or yeah, working I guess like, look, I'll leave the, the kids. I won't. You know, <laughs> they'll find someone else to teach them. And um, you also rap on your own. You have a, a new album out, I think. Is sort album of. the word that they use anymore? No. Yeah, no, I have. Oh, look, good. It's a real, like, it's a thing. I'm, it's I'm like in a the know. It's a physical thing. I brought one for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, that's not super new, but I'm in this band called Clipping. Uh, and <laughs> do you actually know what Clipping is? No, I think, I think, it, was, I I think, I think it was your girlfriend. Um, oh, you know what Clipping is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've listened to way too much of that shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm in this band called Clipping. It's me and two other guys, and it's a it's a like uh, music concrete, uh, harsh noise rap project. Do you want to um, share a little bit with us? <laughs> yeah, but there's like a baby in here. I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> she's she's. Also, thank you for bringing me up to talk music after Lee Fields, which I know, is wasn't like amazing? you should probably just disregard everything I say uh, at this point. He's incredible. Um, so you're stalling. Are you procrastinating? Ski mask on with a burner cell phone, Desert Eager 50 cal imprint on the backbone. This one is not to be tested unless you got Smith & Wesson quick at your disposal, if not better to head back home. This is a business that uniform isn't unusual if you make killing a job. Money gets good when it's coming from behind prison walls for someone who need to get off. Plus about to be the nine to five and there's time to be outside instead of sitting at a desk and making calls. And for anyone to stay alive up in the jungle, you should figure out a way to carry no one worse at all. All day long, it is bombs over Baghdad right in the backyard. No service. No draft, no reason to go out, but it's no reason to stay in when the roaches are all raiding and your neighbors bumping black flag. Tired of living like this, but not ready to die because he isn't notorious yet. Everyone wants to be somebody known for doing something people call glorious. Yes, somebody keep it pushing through the button, all the gunning down of people that he knew without you just ran out of time. And the mantra that's bumping on the woman in the pocket, probably something that's synonymous to money on the mind, this action. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus, and I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you to Nora Lynn, to Rob Schulte, ACAST. And if you enjoyed this, um, please go to iTunes and leave a nice message. 
Either way, I hope that you are creating whatever it is that you care about and giving it some meaning um, and drawing some from it as well. Okay, have a good one. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.